Hey, how you doing? Enjoy listening to podcasts? I'm sure you do. I'm TV's Darren Passarello. I know. You're listening to my podcast, Coffee and Mayhem, and for some reason, not on the TuneIn app. We should change that together. Just download the TuneIn app and search for Coffee and Mayhem. And boom, Bob's your uncle. Why TuneIn? Well, for starters, it's free, and it's filled with tons of great content, like my favorite New York City radio stations from back home. Plus, you'll be able to hear new episodes a week before they drop anywhere else. And for every install, I get one step closer to renewal. Just saying. So what are you waiting for? Download TuneIn today, right now, while I'm talking to you. Grab a cup of coffee and join me while I skip through life, laces untied, while mayhem ensues. While all this may seem like just coffee and mayhem to you, this is real life to me. Because honestly, people, you can't make this shit up. So what are you waiting for? Download TuneIn today. Seriously, download TuneIn right now. For real. We are here from the TuneIn studios in Venice, in sunny Santa Monica, California, or Venice, California, technically. I am joined by two guest co-hosts, which aren't as charming as I am, but they'll make do. I'm here with Dino, who's so painfully Greek that I cannot pronounce his last name. What's up, what's up? And I'm here with Josh Cook from the legendary Fat Salds. What's up, guys? Fat Salds generously donating a large sum of cash just now to this show as well as products. That's how we do things at Fat Salds. Josh, thank you so much for donating Jerry Ferrara's time as well as Fat Sal money. (laughs) We really, really appreciate it. It's it's Uh, our pleasure. And how much how much are you contributing to the show just so all of our listeners can hear the wonderful generous heart that you have in, um, in Chinese RMB not in US dollars. Please. It's probably got about 6 zeros. That's great. That's great as long as there's like at least a 6 in front of those 6 zeros. Otherwise we'll make it work. Okay. Uh, to give everyone an idea of how this show is, it is not going to be your typical interview type of show because I am terrible at interviewing people, mostly because I don't pay attention when other people talk to me or anything that's outside of my own physical realm. So, which is why we're not doing interviews. It's more of a conversation between friends, coworkers, celebrities, and people that I've worked with through my past 16 years in the industry, and some of the crazy, insane stories that are actually true and have happened, and I have them on here to kind of verify everything actually did happen, so it doesn't sound exaggerated. Mostly like Dino's shoe size. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a friend or a coworker. I don't know where I fit in this realm. Technically, you're a coworker. Well, technically, you're a boss. That is true. That is true. I used to work for Dino's restaurant, yes. Good Greek Grill, helping them with their website. Worst employee um, ever. No. How no, bad of yeah. a boss is Dino? Uh, not as bad as Chris, but we won't get into that. Uh, so <laughs> just want to say thank you again to everybody. Make sure you follow Agents of Mayhem on social media, hashtag Mayhem ensues, so you can see fun highlights from the show as well as highlights from the actual stories that have happened. Uh, so you have some images that are really going along with them. So we want to get into this. You know, this, this show, we're, we're starting off talking about New York City because New York Comic Con is about a week and a half away. We're going to be at New York Comic Con doing some fun kind of street team activations with some celebrities, which will keep as a surprise. Uh, and a lot of us here, as well as our guest, Max Hernandez, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., from Avengers, from Last Ship, from Captain America, Winter Soldier, um, one of the greatest agents there is, will be joining us. And he's also from New York, born and raised in Brooklyn. And he will be joining us on the show to kind of talk about his experiences growing up in New York. And that's why we have Josh here to verify how crazy the East Coast actually is and growing up there. Unlike Dino, who's not from New York, but is just here for comic relief. Yep. You need a fat guy with a beard sometimes just to really get a few laughs out there. Thank you, Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, Dino actually looks like a fat Bradley Cooper right now or a weird bearded Brian Erlacher. <laughs> For those sports fans who know who Brian I can't believe you know who Brian Erlacher is. <laughs> I used to work at a sports plaque stand um, growing up. But, yeah, you know, like the, the stands that would, like— yeah. Skim people out of money for like, oh, this is Derek Jeter's signature, but my boss actually just signed it in the garage. And we did that. I did that for about like 10 years when I was like 13. Nice. Yeah. In Staten Island. Makes which, sense. Which is pretty much yeah, the Jersey Shore, sense. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, it's an interesting place that right? <laughs> <laughs> So halfway through the show, we're going to be doing some call-ins from people who have actually experienced some of these crazy stories. Uh, I gave them bullet points and, and touch points, but because they're my friends and I know them, they probably didn't do any research whatsoever or prepare or listen to anything I said, which makes them my friends. So I can attest to that. Exactly. So to give you guys kind of a history of, of me and why I'm here and why we're doing this and, and where all this came from is I started out, as, as Dino knows, uh, and Josh, as you might not know, as a child actor on the Sci-Fi Channel and the Disney Channel. Dino, that's not funny. 
That is a le- legitimate job. Oh, I thought it was a joke. I'm sorry. Oh, that's real life. Um, with Stanley, and Stan asked me to come work for him, and I worked with Stanley for about 16 years. You know, launching Marvel Studios, working with them on their properties, working with Stan in the comic book industry, which is how I've gotten into a lot of these adventures and met a lot of these people. Um, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go on. I love how you just glossed over what you did as a child actor. I didn't gloss over it. Okay. I said I was a child actor, and sure. then yada yada yada. What, Next what, thing you know, what, I worked what, with Stan. What were you in? It doesn't matter what I was in. No, it does matter. It doesn't matter. The people need to Google it so they can see you. They could as... just they could just Google Darren Passarello. We really don't need to get into the embarrassing childhood Disney Channel stories that we're just trying to get a whole picture here. Yeah. So Darren was a superhero on was it Disney or was it Nickelodeon? It was Disney. It was Disney, and Darren was Nitro G. Yeah, Google that right now. You guys are gonna laugh. So Darren was Nitro G until he was taken from this amazing job and brought to the major leagues by Stan Lee. Thank That's you. how it started. Thank you for sharing that, Dan. Thank you for elaborating. The people need to know, man. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because the reason I got into the entertainment industry to begin with was I was a huge fan of Kermit the Frog growing up. Which it's not fun. I was a huge fan of Kermit the Frog. Wasn't everyone? But more more specifically, man is wearing Kermit the Frog. <laughs> not as much as this dude. More specifically, um, when he was a news anchor on Newsflash on Sesame Street, which is why I'm wearing the Newsflash shirt today. Literally the um, most obscure part of Kermit very, the Frog. Yeah, very the most obscure thing that Kermit has ever done. You don't need Josh doesn't even know what no, that is. I don't remember that. He's yeah. he's lucky he knows what Sesame Street is. But Darren has a shirt with the Newsflash logo. That's how much of a Kermit the Frog fan he was. I do. And well, he kind of. Like, he really associated with Kermit the Frog. They were the same size, same color, everything. So that's, I think, why you were Kermit Similar the voices. Fan. Similar voices. <laughs> Hi-ho, Josh. How are you? See, you practiced that a lot. I have. I can, actually, I can actually sing Rainbow Connection in Kermit the Frog's voice. Have you ever, ever done the Kermit the Frog voice for a girl? Yes, I have. Oh, God. She I ran know, out the door. And I, still, and I still manage to sleep with them, <laughs> which is a testament to how crazy the girls are that I actually sleep with. That is exactly which, what it is. Which, funny enough, and Dino and I were talking about this today... One of my other childhood influences was Michael J. Fox, and I, I grew up on Back to the Future and, and a lot of you know family ties and, and things that Michael J. Fox did, and you as a fellow East Coaster. Absolutely. You know, it was like what we watched as a family. Of course. That and the Cosby Show. And Gremlins. <laughs> uh, we're going to just forget. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but as Dino and I were talking about, which leads into Crazy Ex-Girlfriends and, and a testament to how messed up I am as an individual human being, um, I once lost a girlfriend because I posted a meme of Michael J. Fox on Instagram back when um, What Does the Fox Say was very popular. And it was literally just a photo of Michael J. Fox, and it said, What Does the Fox Say? Absolutely nothing, because he's shaking so hard he can't get a word out edgewise. Yeah. And she he said wrote, it, not me. She wrote on my Instagram immediately saying, That's disgusting. And, and in, my, in my messed up sense of humor, I literally wrote back to her, You know what, you're right. I should have used the Mayfair filter instead of the Nashville filter. <laughs> It would have looked a lot better. Called me up an hour later, broke up with me. And the messed up part, How long were you together for? Oh, God. I don't know, like two, three months? The messed up part was we dated three more times after that and broke up for the exact same reason three other times. Well, you kept posting the Michael J. Fox thing? Well, different, like, different Michael J. Fox. <laughs> it's just a testament to how good your Kermit the Frog voice is. It, it really is. And Did it's she have, more... like, Parkinson's in her family or something <laughs> like that? No, she was just Italian, which is the first Italian girl I actually dated. Sorry um, to hear that from and you. And funny enough... Speaking of, not only do I go to her sister still for my haircuts, which is a whole nother story onto itself, but as Dino and I were talking before the show, this is probably the first time you have a Greek, a Jew, and an Italian in a room, and nothing shady is going on right now. Yeah. Nothing shady. Nobody's fighting. Nobody's yelling. This is... Not yet. Not yet. It's been 10 minutes? Um, Yeah, yeah, roughly about like 10 minutes. I feel like international relations have just moved up 20 years just by this. Absolutely. This, This here is what's going to bring peace... To everyone around. Well, this the world. is good. This is this is make America great again. This is this this is what it is. This is what it's all about. And you know, while we'll get into it, Josh, you are a fellow New Yorker. Unfortunately, you're from Long Island, which is uh, the not suburbs. saying much. Still, much worse. Wait, isn't that the one that's the, that all the trash goes to, or no? No, no that's no, where I'm from. Staten Island. Staten Island. I'm, I'm from Staten Island. Got it. That's okay. where you know. Ray Liotta, Goodfellas. The, the forgotten borough. Got it, okay. It's so forgotten that Mayor Dinkins one year actually forgot to put Staten Island in the city budget planning. <laughs> and we had no budget for a whole year. Wait, isn't he the guy that did the drugs? Did no, that's a ton of other... Do you know, if you don't know anything about the East Coast, I'm don't talk to listen, on the East I'm Coast. I'm speaking from everybody who's not from East... That's the guy I'm thinking about. That's DC. My bad. That's a whole, that's a whole other story. I'm but, speaking for everybody that doesn't know anything much about the East Coast. I'm sorry. So, Josh, you know, you guys at Fat Sal's, 
took one of a, the greatest East Coast college staples that I grew up with, the fat trucks, and made a great empire out of them. Yeah. Um, it's the best drunk food in the world. Absolutely. Everything fried and fun that you want in a sandwich and that you didn't know you wanted into a sandwich. We wrap into, into uh, extra fat bread. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we have uh, five stores now uh, nationwide. Awesome. And it's funny enough, I, I first got introduced to college food from my brother and then my sister and, and my family. And as you guys know, being all of us Mediterranean, we kind of have the same family. We have the same guilt that our mother imposes on us that we all carry with us to our children and the rest of our lives. To the daily oh, basis. God. And I mean, we've, we've grown up with families and crazy parents, and Dino doesn't understand because he's not from the East Coast. East Coast parents are a lot crazier than West Coast or any other city. It's not even comparable. It's, right. it's insane. Uh, I, was tell, I was trying to tell Dino a story about just how crazy my parents are when I was growing up teaching me about the birds and the bees and when the time came for that talk. Mind you, I was 20 when they decided to have this talk for me. So it, it's a little late in my life for that. And I remember my dad coming well, you up. Looked, you looked 12, so your dad was like, he's probably 12, 13. Now. It's the height thing. <laughs> but sure. yeah, it's, being, it's being five foot four and not having any facial hair that really that does that. Um, and I remember him coming up to me, and he just he pulls me aside. He goes, come here. It, uh, it's time in your life where things are changing, and I'm just going to give you a bit of advice for how to deal with uh, women and when things go wrong down there in that area. And I'm like, I already know this. I'm 20 years old. We don't have to have the talk. It's, Stop. It's literally, I have the internet. I, I know. He's like, no, we're going to have this because you need a little bit of advice so you know what to do so you don't uh, wind up like a loser on the street with uh, nobody wanting to deal with you. I was like, all right, fine. I'll humor you. Looks me in the eye and says, words of advice. If it smells like fish, eat all you wish. If it smells like cologne, leave it alone. And then walked out of the room. Like, I'm done. That's it. Like, Good night, folks. Dropped the mic, walked out of the room to the point where I was like, I have no idea what happened. Think it encompasses everything a man needs to know? Not even 10 minutes later, my mom walks in. And to give you an example of what my mom's like. Please tell me she said the same thing. Oh, my God. We'll get into that. My mom is like Linda from Bob's Burgers. And if you guys don't know who Linda is from Bob's Burgers, it's more like Marissa Tomei from My Cousin Vinny. Mm -hmm. To a T. So my mom, for some reason, grew up thinking that I was gay my entire life. And I don't know why, because I've never done anything. I can imagine All right. a few reasons why. Well, I don't think I've ever done anything that would lead my mom to believe this. So she comes in right after my dad, not even 10 minutes after, and goes, I want to talk to you. Come here. Mom, why are you whispering? I don't want the neighbors to hear. It's very, <laughs> it's very personal. It's mom, walls. the closest neighbor lives a mile away. <laughs> no one is going to hear us through the lead-based walls. It's like, all right, smartass. Don't come around here thinking that you're better than your mother and you know what's going on. I know things, too. I've lived. I was like, that's not even what we're talking about. She goes, anyway, I want to talk to you. You had a time in your life. Things are different. You know, it's weird. You're a little weird. Nobody, nobody really likes you. You're kind of messed up and you're funny looking. And, and you know, everyone in the family talks about you all the time. But, were, you um, not, were you nodding your head in agreement? I, I was very confused okay. because I had no idea what was about to come out of my mother's mm -hmm. mouth. And in turn, she turns around and goes, and it's very hard to have this talk with you. And I know what your father said to you, but... We're not used to having a gay son or a gay relative, so I really don't know what to tell you how to deal with gentlemen growing up. It was a very different time for me, very different thing when we were growing up. I'm like, Mom, I have no idea where this is coming from. I, I'm not gay at all. I've never done anything gay. She's like, well, you listen to a lot of Wham. We, we know that. It's, it's, we, we bought you Christmas present. We've seen your list, you know. You're very, you're very, it's weird. You're you look like odds. you're taking home yeah. hormone therapy. Like, I yeah, it. it's, it's, you know, it, it's, I'm like, mom, this is absolutely insane. I'm not having this conversation with you. She's like, it's okay. I'll, I'll call your, your uncle Gerald. He'll talk to you about it. He knows more about the stuff. He works in the prison system. <laughs> He'll be like, I, we're not having this conversation. And I've, I'm sure, Josh, you have similar stories about. You know, my parents, I have very typical Jewish parents, which are different than Italian parents, I think, because they're not as forward necessarily more but, subtle but they're just as crazy and like I'm, th I'm 37 now and to this day my mother will still call me like when the solar eclipse happened <laughs> my mother called me that morning to make sure I don't look directly into the eclipse <laughs> I said my I'm 37 years old you're really calling about this <laughs> tell them what your mom did with oh sorry go on but tell them what your mom did when you were driving across country and you were posting pictures at each like place. Oh, was it good? <laughs> Everything I posted, I would post like pictures. Where he I, drove across the country. When, I, when oh, I, wow. I moved to California about a year and a half ago or so, I drove across country. It was, and I, I made stops for a certain place I wanted to eat at. 
Uh, I took like two what, weeks. Was one of them Fat Sal's locations across the country? <laughs> yeah, I went to Austin. I went oh, to the Austin okay. store, yes. Keep Austin weird? Yeah. And yeah. uh, uh any time I posted it, I would write like, oh, amazing dinner, it was delicious, and I would post a picture of the food, and my mom would comment 45 without seconds later. fail, within one minute of the post, was it good? <laughs> Even though I wrote, delicious dinner, everything was great. <laughs> There, there's literally 20 posts in a row. Was it good? Was I got my next post. Was it good? Next one was it good. Every meal, three times a day. Every meal. You think your mom is crazy? So I, I'm wearing these hook bracelets from uh, Misani, and I posted a photo of it on Facebook, and I wrote, "I'm obsessed with these bracelets." Yeah. Within a second, like my mom's a home monitoring system. She comments, "Don't get hooked." LOL. <laughs> And I'm like, Mom, why would you write? She's like, you see what I did there? I made a joke. That's what she said. Like, that's, Mom, that's not how that's what she said works. I don't even understand. She, so my mom doesn't know how that's what she said works. So she said, all. don't get hooked, she thought. Is that what she said? Because, yes. So she combined it, that's what she said jokes with the fact that I was wearing a hook on my bracelet, thinking that that was how that works. To give you an example of how she doesn't know how this works, we're at, we're at dinner. No, wait. Truth, we're at dinner one time. My sister goes... Pass the salt. Out of nowhere, my mom goes, that's what she said. <laughs> I go, mom, mom, that's not how that works. She goes, but that's what she said. She said it. That's a thing she said. I go, no, mom, it's more like, wow, this sausage is huge. That's what she said. <laughs> my mom turns around and goes, ain't nobody say that to you. I've seen it and watched it. I'm like, all right, mom, that's not the point. And it's inappropriate. And it's highly inappropriate at the dinner table. Which, so hold on, I, I have to stop you guys right here. Like, this is the difference between East Coast and West Coast. My dad is completely the opposite. When I was 22, 23 years old, we're with my buddies on a Friday night, I was uh, playing. Uh, we we're playing video games, and uh, he walks in, he looks in my room, and he just shakes his head. There's like five, six of us, and I said, "What, man? We're playing PlayStation." Shakes his head and he says, when I was your guys' age, my PlayStation was a hot tub full of women. And he turned and he walked away. <laughs> Not as funny as how that, Josh and I grew but up. It's but it's the exact opposite. So, to, so to, to, to get back on track here, you know, we're, we're talking about New York, growing up on the East Coast. And one of the things we'll be doing next week is New York Comic Con, which is a big staple of New York. And it happens every year, um, which is good because if it didn't, no one would know where to go. So some of the crazy stories that have happened in New York, I have my friend AJ who has been with me, God, since 2006, I want to say, almost, um, working different conventions with me. And we've, we've had some crazy, crazy stories um, when filming a show for Stanley's World of Heroes called Unconventional. How did you guys meet? We met at summer camp. We worked with special needs kids at a summer camp. Um, you were one of the... I was not. Okay. But we have AJ on the phone. AJ is going to be calling in right now and talking to us about some of the craziness that's happened in 2010 when we were working on a NASDAQ tower activation for Stan. Um, and just some of the things that I, to this day, still can't process actually, in reality, happened. Awesome. I'm just waiting for AJ to say hello. What's up? Hey, AJ. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. So I'm sitting here telling these fellas, Dino and, and Josh Cook from Fat Salads, and as a fellow East Coaster, I'm sure you've had your run-ins with the grease trucks over in Rutgers and understand of the, course, of the course. amazingness that is the... Fat salad sandwiches. Good. You know those aren't open anymore, the trucks. Why do you have to ruin my childhood, Josh? You still have in here walking, walking around like a giant advertisement billboard for fat salad. By the way, gi giant salad. advertisement is a hat. <laughs> That's still giant. I'm five foot four, so when I look up, <laughs> it's still pretty big to me. But AJ, I was telling these fellows real quick about 2010 when we did the NASDAQ activation at the Stan Lee Foundation party and some of the things that people to this day still don't believe actually happened. And I wanted oh, with, you with to me being me being the AV representative for Stanley's POW Entertainment, having no AV experience <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, like something like that, like how we managed to pull that off. Um, and you were all of a sudden in charge of the Nasdaq Tower for a good hour. <laughs> I was in charge of the, the huge LED display in Times Square outside the Nasdaq building, and the, I was trying to figure out how to run a, a Thunderbolt wire to their kind of crazy VGA port and like running back and forth to, to Best Buy and Times Square. And the guy's like, you know what you're doing, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. totally. I've done this. I've done this before. <laughs> you think that's bad. So me and AJ are sitting in a hotel room with Neil, who's our editor. And we go to NASDAQ and we say, do you need this footage edited in any way or coded? Because when it comes to showing footages, you either have a FAT32, which is for Microsoft computers, mm -hmm. or you have uh, MP3 or MP4 for Apple. 
So the guy says, no, we're good. And AJ can verify this. The guy said, no, we're fine. We get there, drop off the hard drive, calls me up and says, hey, this isn't working. I said to him, well, are you plugging it in? Like, what are you using? He's like, oh, we're, we're using a, a Microsoft computer. And I said, well, we edit on Mac. We have it formatted for a Mac. And he turns to AJ and I and goes, what business uses a Mac? <laughs> AJ, AJ, this is in 2010. This is in 2010. AJ looks at the man and said, "Darren, you should you should tell him that we you were talking to Bill Gates." AJ looks at the man and goes, "Apple, Apple uses a Mac." And the guy said, "Fair enough." I stand corrected. And we literally had to run everything back through times. Like, Mind you, the party was starting in five minutes. And we had Stan coming up. We had Neo. We had a bunch of other Marvel celebrities. We had Alan Cummings. And we're literally running across Times Square to Best Buy back and forth to run the NASDAQ Tower. I, I, Mind you, we were like 13. What, what, At least Best Buy. How does this it. even happen? How do you end up running the NASDAQ <laughs> that's, Tower? That's the it's, real rub. That's, that's the real rub. And we still don't know. But I think one of the funnier things it is was the a fact that we had... It was a had... Make-A-Wish Foundation situation. We had a nice. Yeah, I, I, my, growing up, I always wanted to trade on the Nasdaq. <laughs> it's the closest you're ever going to get. We had we had ten people sleeping in one hotel room, and my ex girlfriend at the, the time. Bathtub, right? What? I slept in the bathtub. In the bathtub yeah, right? I, I slept in the bathtub because I felt it was a one stop shop. I could pee, I could shower, and I could sleep. All at once. All at once. <laughs> and it was fantastic. And you, and, di you didn't you didn't shit the entire weekend. Yeah. I did not. I did not. I have a fear of shitting in public. Why don't you just close the door? Well, because there's still people in the room. Fair and enough. I'm pretty sure one of our PAs... Someone was, someone was sleeping in the sink. Someone was... <laughs> Wait, there was someone smaller than Darren sleeping in the sink? I highly doubt that. Surprisingly. Um, but let's talk about how, real quick, before we, we have to end your call, AJ, because we only have a certain amount of limited time, the New York Comic Con activation that we did there with Unconventional when we first launched our show. And, and we, had, we had a deal with this cosplayer who was dressed as Iceman, and if some of you don't know what a cosplayer is, it's somebody who spends an awful lot of money putting together an elaborate costume <laughs> that they never see an ROI on whatsoever. Um, it's, you can't put a price. Do they, consider, do they consider it an investment? I don't know what they consider it. You can't put a price on people pointing at you and laughing at you, though, bro. That's true, unless you're in the circus. <laughs> um, I, so we're sitting there, and one of our biggest arguments was, and I was dealing with somebody at the time that would like to drink while we're working. And like, you can't drink while working. I don't care what you do after set, but you clearly have a distraught Iceman here who is crying over the fact that his paint is peeling. Actual cry? You cry like a grown man crying. That tears. His, tears. Tears that didn't freeze when he cried. <laughs> that his paint was dripping off. Mind you, it, the paint kept dripping off while he cried. Of course. He was crying, right? making it worse. And he didn't use an acrylic-based paint. Anyway, had a, had a conversation with my co-host at the time saying, you can't drink while we're working. This is, and this is in front of everybody, by the way. No drinking while we're working. You can do what you want afterwards. Don't drink while we're working. Immediately, not even an AJ, what was it? Like, not even a second. Not even a second after you, I said you finished that. Your, I think I heard you finishing your sentence as I was walking up. AJ walks up, six bottles of beer, <laughs> slams them down on the table. I look at him, I go, are you kidding me right now? I literally just had this conversation with him. AJ turns to me and goes, First of all, I wasn't, I wasn't getting paid, so I wasn't on the clock. <laughs> So That's AJ true. says to you, what? That's Hold on, what does AJ say? So AJ turns to me, looks at me, and goes, well, I'm a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> and then started drinking. <laughs> he was on the clock. Well, you're, you're, you're in New York Comic Con in the Javits Center where the line for food is about 300 people long. you got to take your opportunities where Damn. they present themselves. you got to get six beers at one yeah. time. That's enough calories to get you to totally the Totally understandable at the Javits Center. So AJ yeah, in... Yeah. What would you say, in closing, is one of your most memorable experiences with either New York Comic Con or working with me and Agents of Mayhem and some of the crazy things that you've seen uh, in your, God, 10 years now, 10-plus years of knowing me? Oh. Um, I think my favorite experience was probably that same year that we were there. I'm a huge comedy nerd, not just comics, but, like, stand-up comedy. And I was a big Dimitri Martin fan, and we were working with a guy who was our sound engineer, I believe. And he I don't, I don't exactly fucking know. Like, he looked exactly like Dimitri Martin. And people would come up to him during the day and be like, hey, man, where's your notepad? Hey, where's your, where's your visual jokes? And he, he got so mad at the end of the day, and, and we were, like, packing up on the final day of Comic-Con on the Sunday. And I, I, I walked up to him, and I shook his hand, and I was like, Dimitri, it was a, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to work with you. 
That that's it. That Wait, was your that, that was your most memorable it. moment ever. So everybody yeah, thought he was Dimitri Martin all weekend. Everybody thought he was Dimitri Martin. Yeah, nothing memorable about uh, experiences with you, Darren. Yeah, listen. <laughs> that was the shittiest way to end your phone listen, call, AJ. The, the simple fact that you have to admit that you've known him for ten years is bad enough, man. I I, I feel so bad for you. Well, well, next time we have AJ on, we'll get into the camp stories of how we. Oh my god. We should not work with children ever again. <laughs> Um, of how the campers were beating him up. <laughs> Darren tried. Darren tried to have a heart to heart with an autistic child, and the autistic child looking at him in the eyes and saying, "Darren, that's bullshit." <laughs> I can't wait. For I the was next trying time. to be a guiding light, yeah. but AJ, thank you, you so much for calling in. We really sure. appreciate it. Um, we really appreciate you ending the call on a terrible sour note that wasn't funny at all. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, we're gonna let you go now because we have a lot more stuff that's more important than you that we need to talk about. Okay, goodbye. Bye. So that was AJ. And now we're going to bring in our guest for the evening, which is a really awesome person that I met and had the pleasure of being with in San Francisco at a San Francisco Giants game. Uh, if many of you have seen Avengers, you've seen Captain America. Uh, the Last Ship? The Last Ship. The most believable doctor in the world. Like when I look <laughs> at him, I'm like, dude, this guy can save anyone. Yeah. Uh, so we would like to introduce. But everyone dies. It's true. And, 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 and <laughs> save no one. The Last Ship was The Last Ship. And we'd like to introduce, and as you've heard just speak right now, uh, Mr. Max Hernandez. Yay! Yay! Hey, Dimitri Martin looks like the lead singer for Oasis. <laughs> that's, that's what I, when I, when I saw what he looked like, I'm like, oh, it's the, the Oasis dude. That's what, that's what that looks like. So, so, Max, thank you for joining us here today. Thanks we we appreciate me. you being around and making time for this. Yeah. It's an honor. It's thank a you. huge honor. And so as, as Dino was attesting when I, when I brought up who we were going to have on the show today, he goes, oh, I know that guy. That's the really, really tan white guy. From... <laughs> best, tan, I, best tan uh, in TV. Best tan on TV. The, the white guy named Maximiliano Hernandez. Yeah, it's, it's the glasses. That's a really believable tan. The glasses tan. throw you off. It is. The glasses throw me off. The, you know, I, I asked for those glasses. I was like, God damn it! You know, people recognize me from Marvel. They're gonna recognize me on this show too, on the last ship. And I literally was like, Hey, can I get some glasses? And they're like, You really want glasses? I was like, Yeah. Then no one else has glasses, so I want to be amazing. the most. It's most recognizable thing you see you see the, you see me right away when you see the show mm -hmm. so that's why nobody remembers the cosby show josh because he didn't wear glasses <laughs> yeah because no one remembers everyone that show. they don't it's it's not it's not any any book that i know of yeah no <laughs> he's barely in the news <laughs> listen ever. let's be honest there's josh, a lot were you, of were you on the cosby show did you do an episode of the cosby show no 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 it was oh. our family show that's like what we watched as a family oh because, oh, gotcha. because doctors and jewish they sure. wanted to be really Although politically correct. Doctor Lawyer, that <laughs> was a Doctor Lawyer. lawyer. Oh, that was Doctor Lawyer. That, yes, that sounds like an ABC Family Channel yeah. show. On like without a, a doubt, night. without a doubt, before anybody did it, you know. So funny, funny story. And how then he did a bunch of other stuff too. Oh sure, yeah. you can cut me off. It's fine. Allegedly, allegedly, uh, <laughs> and we won't get seven alleged times. Okay. <laughs> That's why nobody remembers the Cosby Show. Exactly, go, the go Cosby Cosby everyone. <laughs> But they remember Dimitri Martin. <laughs> yes. Who looks like the lead singer from Oasis. <laughs> so funny how Max and I actually met, and it's funny to me. Um, we were both stranded in an airport going to San Francisco because all flights got canceled the morning of due to fog. And I'm, I'm doing air quotes right now that you can't see, and I realize that as I'm doing them right now. But Dino and Josh and Max can see them. Uh, so it counts. That's all that matters. Yes. And we had to figure out how to get to San Francisco. Yes. Uh, within less than twelve hours. Yes. And I would have been. I would have driven there. Would have gotten there faster than being in the airport. Not true. Because I had to drive to San Francisco. No, you didn't. Yes. Because all of my other flights through San Jose got canceled. Eesh. So at four in the morning, I had to rent a car with my girlfriend at the time, who was now my ex-girlfriend. Um, for various other reasons. There's a story there. <laughs> well, <laughs> Stuck in a car with Darren for 12 hours. Yeah, well. It ended after that ride. So apparently, During. I had a different idea of what a deposit meant than what it actually meant. I had no idea. Deposit means give us money now. Yeah. We give it back to you later. Yeah, How long ago was this? This was about three, four months ago. I believe it's Latin for open your wallet. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, I'm at the rent-a-car place arguing with this guy, and I'm like, you told me that it was only $50, and now you're saying it's $250, and I'm not giving you a deposit, blah, 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 and screaming at the top of my lungs. My girlfriend at the time goes, moron, a deposit means you give them money, they give it back to you when you return the car. Savage. She's like, well, and, and being an Italian from New York, I'm not going to admit I'm wrong. Oh, no. no. And I'll be like, well, that's not what I was told growing up. And you should have, and I got really New York too. Yeah. And I was like, you should have signs here that say money back. 
Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, Not knowing what a deposit is is mind-blowing. I will tell you why. I'm terrible at business. <laughs> terrible at business. And I'll tell you why. As we're driving to San Fran, I call my mom to let her know, hey, I'm not flying, because Italians call their mom all the time. Obviously. That I'm driving. And I said, and I just wanted to prove a point to my girlfriend at the time. And I said, mom, let me ask you a question. If they asked you to rent a car and ask for a deposit, would you give them a deposit? Oh, hell no. I ain't giving nobody money that tells me that I'm not getting money back for nothing. I ain't doing that. They can't have my money. So many double Look, negatives there. <laughs> Looked my girlfriend so in the eye. The money or not? Looked her in the eye. She was asleep, so I woke her up by judging the car like really fast. So she got up and I said, see? Nobody knows what a deposit is. <laughs> Nobody. Not just me. You must be some kind of MIT genius or something. <laughs> Which is why the that's why Staten Island got left off the budget. <laughs> because clearly you guys don't know what a, what a deposit, deposit is. We would have known what a deposit was had we been on the budget and educated. <laughs> right, right. Well, the, the real question that begs to be asked is, how did you get to San Francisco? I got to San. You know what? I got to San Francisco. No, no private jet. Uh, I left LAX, went to Burbank, and got on that San, the last San Jose flight. Uh, and then like a normal human, like a normal human. But but I had been in the airport because I'm one of those guys. Like my dad, if, if the flight's at seven, you're at the airport like one in the morning. So I was, you know, you know old school. Yeah. You know old school is like you know just in case the, the plane doesn't come, you because, know, they'll they'll build another one in the time that I'm waiting to get on the flight. Because you had to fly out of either like LaGuardia or JFK. Oh, yeah, no, so you know, we, we, were, we, you know, we were always yeah, a JFK Josh, family. You know. We were always a JFK family. We're a, New York, we, we're a Newark family. Yeah, we drove by. We you know we Sat spat out the window. We sped out the window uh, at, uh, you guys were like at Liberty Airport uh, in Staten yeah. Island. God bless you. Well, we always pass the Anheuser-Busch factory. My dad be like, that's where it is. That's, it's, the, it's, that's yeah. where that is. Uh, Liberty, Newark, Newark is the only airport where there are actual tumbleweeds. <laughs> <laughs> because nobody goes there. And it's they actually, propeller jet airplanes yeah, there? Exactly. It's actually leftover weaves from the Bronx, not tumbleweeds. <laughs> made it across the river. <laughs> Um, yeah, we. I I made it. In my so I was there early, and they canceled the first. They canceled the first flight, and then I stupidly said because I had a first class ticket, and <laughs> being that I don't like giving up my first class ticket, I'm like, look, I need to. I want. When's the first next first class seat available? And they're like, oh, it's at like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I was in the airport at eight. I'm like, two o'clock. Wait, you had a first class ticket? Of course I did. I've been consulting with the Giants for years, and yeah. I couldn't even get a car paid. For. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they wanted me to come out to throw Ooh, a pitch. Him, 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 <laughs> it was, you know, it was different. I was throwing out a pitch. Ask you so, to glasses yeah i gotta wear glasses yeah you gotta do that uh and and so then i was so i was you know being a, a schmuck about it i was like yeah I want, my, I want my first class ticket you know i was like that and they were like well it's two o'clock and then all these flights were like but there's like four flights ahead of that flight and then they i said can i look can i just get on a regular flight i just want to get to san francisco and be there during the day so like okay we'll put you on the next flight that flight gets canceled and then I said, okay. I said, let's go back to the original plan. No, sir, that flight's already full. You can't yeah. get on that. It was like a lot of that. And I just, and then they were just, they were just canceling flights over and over again. Then I went to, to Burbank and I got to, and then I had to drive an hour, yep. uh, which I was fine with, except, you know, I think like my, um, the guy driving me was like this, you know, weird Russian dude. And <laughs> was it was, Dimitri Martin? It was not Dimitri <laughs> Martin, but his name could have been Dimitri. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, it, that was it, and it was fine. And then that was just a lot. That was a lot of fun in San yeah. Francisco. Did you sit first class? Yeah, of course. Hold on, all right, all right, Sal. Calm down. The real question is: is how does someone in the first class lifestyle meet with? Get interacting with him. Oh, Darren knows everyone though. Darren's you walked like, up da and said, Darren's straight up like a mayor. I was like, this this dude knows a lot of people. I was like, hey, it's really weird because my reps, uh, you know, all my yeah. reps, uh, uh, Juliet and and Laura, people who I deal with, like you know, when I do conventions and stuff like that. So that's you know, and then I met you, and then you like handing out all these like tiki cups, these like <laughs> these yon, these yondu, the torches, these, no, they were yondu like those uh, like those Hawaiian yeah, yeah, where you yeah. put like mai tais in, you know, yeah. like Buddha punch, but they were yondu cups from. Guardians of the Galaxy, and I believe uh, someone left with a case of them. That was Rooker. Rooker had a <laughs> Rooker. case of these cups. <laughs> I mean, he's young. Well, actually, yeah. so me and me and Rooker have been friends for about seven years now, and and we've been on some crazy adventures, which we'll get into at a later point. And Max, you you're familiar with Rooker, and you, yeah, you've we have the same them. rep too. Yeah. So you understand. Same you understand what it's like to be Rooker, mm -hmm. which we'll get into later on in the show. And so 
he saw these mugs and I showed him and I won't say where they're from because the person isn't sponsoring us so I'm not going to throw out ah. free names. Um, Spit on his grave. Unlike Fat Sal. <laughs> unlike Fat Sal which has generously donated yes. a large sum six of money. Figures. Six figures. Fat Sal, Fat Sal. Every word should be Fat six Sal. Fat well, Sal, Fat Sal. Why would you trust the skinny Sal with your food? Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. Who would? Um, and so I showed Rooker and I was like, hey man, how many of these do you want? They're Yandu mugs. He goes, I'll take a shit ton. <laughs> and I was like, well, what is a shit ton? A shit ton. Just tell him, tell him I said a shit ton. I don't know. And I was like, all right, yeah. it's fine. A so, case. Uh, yeah, so I bring him to the place where they're doing it because they wanted him to come around, so he wanted to go and see everybody. They come out with, you know those, it's not a tractor, but you know the thing that has like... A pallet. A forklift. Yeah, a forklift. forklift. Yeah, yeah. Fork. They come out with a forklift with a pallet. Yeah. A okay. shipping pallet of tiki mugs yeah. for him. Yondu Tiki Mugs. Yondu yeah. Tiki Mugs. Goes, I've got one. He's got one. <laughs> one pallet or one unit? One unit. <laughs> they come out with this pallet and he goes, man, that's a shit ton. <laughs> I was like, now I know what a shit ton is. Thank you very much. Oh, and- oh Rooker. That was fun. Yeah, San Francisco was fun. I was there with Sean Gunn and Tommy Flanagan. And the three of this is which is funny is we were there for it was Marvel Day at San Francisco Giants. Now, I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan, so I'm an American League guy. So Ooh. I didn't care about going to National League Park to throw a pitch. <laughs> I was like, I'm not a Mets You should have underhand threw it and been like, yeah. whatever. So, no, yeah, no, no, but it's, it's, what's amazing is everyone that I know that's huge fans of every team, they're all like, man, you shouldn't have gone, you shouldn't have done that. I'm like, yeah, if they would have called you to throw out a pitch, you would have done it. Stop yeah, saying yeah, no to that. Yeah, you cannot say no to throwing. It's like a major yeah. accomplishment. Like, the dude. So it was it was Sean Gunn, myself, and Tommy Flanagan, who is from Scotland, who they do not play baseball. <laughs> and he's like, he was like, how do I how do I hold the ball? He's like, how do you, how do I hold the ball? How do you? And he's like, and he's like, literally about to throw the pitch, steps off the mound, comes to me like, how do you hold this shit again? <laughs> and I'm like, I laugh. I'm like, oh, you put your fingers on the you know right there on the, yeah, on, the on, seams. on the seams and you just toss the ball across. It went flying out of the way. Out of the place. I threw. I was gonna ask a Pontiac perfect pitch, a first right? class style, first pitch. class. He didn't even move. He put his glove up, bop, hit him right in the center. Oh, you hit the glove. I, why? He, he didn't even move. He didn't move. Here's the thing. Supposedly. I didn't know. I didn't know. I got it on Allegedly. video. I, I got I, this I, on I video. I have not seen this video. I've got this on video. It I, was from like 20 feet in front of the mound? No, it was from the mound, from the mound. <laughs> I played baseball in high school, so I was like, but that's like about the last time I threw a yeah. pitch from the mound, right? And then so the, I didn't know this. They were like, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go, and you're going to meet the VIPs, and you're going to take some pictures, and you're going to sign some stuff and do a lottery and give away this stuff. Then from there, we're going to go. You can watch your pitching. Then you can go, and you can throw out the first. Then you're going to throw out the first pitch. Then we're going to go up. They said it like that, like it was nothing. And I'm like, wait, 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 what? We're doing what? With, oh, we're gonna throw out the you're gonna throw out the first pitch unless you you don't want to do it. I'm like, who the hell's gonna say no? Sure. You know, who, you you you've got to do that. But I love how they sort of like you know like just that's the last they glid they they slid right over that. And then so I we I was like, I need a ball right now. Up? Hell yeah! I was like, I need a ball right now. I'm going to the parking lot. <laughs> Someone catch my the I'm throwing pitches and we threw about five or six pitches and then they were like, all right, you got to go in, you got to go throw the pitch. Well, bad pitches on the internet forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yeah. like We've seen the 50 cent one. We've seen yeah. the 50 cent the one. The Terrell Owens one, it's, right? It's, or the it's, Baba Booey one? It's so, it's so, I, they're so bad. I've actually said no to throwing a pitch because I'm terrible at doing man stuff. What in any, like yeah. girls football league kind of like, like they're better they're better than I am. What in the I, a little I, entertainment? Even underhand, you won't do underhand. I didn't even know how to let air out of a tire. I had to call another Oof. guy because my dad was asleep. There is, you know, there's a study. Seventy six percent of millennials cannot change. A, a tire. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a millennial though. I'm, I was born yeah, in the 80s. You look like one though. That's yeah. true. Well, yeah. well, the height. Can you change? Can you change? Can you change a tire? No, I can't do anything Dude, that he men. Didn't, he are didn't know how much psi was supposed to be in the I tire. I had it over like different. Like oh. I had one on 49, one on 29. I'm t- I'm so bad that. But that's just reading. <laughs> <laughs> enough about enough about you. Let's talk Wait, more that, about his LA. That, that's just to, reading though. To, to give you an example of how bad I am at man stuff, and Dean and I were talking about this like a year ago. I, I never have an opportunity to impress my dad with, you know, man stuff because I'm really terrible at it. So bad they wouldn't even let me play basketball in the backyard with them, even horse. Yeah. They would just, just sit over there. Um, I had the opportunity to bring my parents to the Playboy Club and the Playboy Mansion. I and so as, as a guy, I'm like, what better thing to do for your father than to be like, come to the Playboy Club, come to the Playboy Mansion. I made the mistake of thinking it was a great idea to take my mom and dad. Oh, 
to the Playboy man. I thought it was going to be fine. My yeah. dad like, I'm so proud of you, son. Like, you're the, the apple of my eye, you're the greatest. Patting you now on the I back. Now I know you're a man, son. Yeah, like one of those things. And now you are a man. I let them run rampant. <laughs> we were so worried for 20 for, like, years. Two mi- <laughs> for two minutes. I'm 31. For two minutes. Did you find them like in the grotto? Or no, no, even worse. No, even, this is I, even better. I find my dad and mom together in front of the naked sushi girl that's laying on the table, naked with sushi all over her. My, da- my dad is in front of her with his jitterbug phone. Like the really bad the, one. The one with the big, the, the, the the big, big buttons. Yep, buttons. Big buttons. <laughs> crying. Like crying. Taking photos of her. <laughs> oh, the guys at work are going to love this. This is the guys at work. I'm, I'm so proud of this camera phone that it's doing this stuff. He's doing that. My mom's talking to the girl. Asking, what, what do you have to do if you have to pee? <laughs> do you eat the sushi? Like, what happened? Do you just go? How does this work? Do you just go? The, right? Are you allowed to eat the sushi off your own body? <laughs> My dad goes, uh, Deb. Uh, nobody wants to hear from you. They're doing a job here and let the girl do what she's doing. My mom turns to him and goes out loud because there's no filter on my mom's mouth because she's very loud in Italian. Turns around and says, Dan, I look like one of these girls, right? My dad out loud thinking that he's the funny guy in the room to everybody turns around and goes, yeah, if that was you, sushi'd be down to your knees. <laughs> I, I left the room in two minutes. I turn around. I am so sorry for ever bringing my parents out in public oh my in God. any forum. Um, Max, which, Max you are, what's your ethnic background? My family is, uh, my family is Central American. My mom and dad are from Honduras. Got it. Uh, and they came to, uh, from Honduras to the Upper West Side yeah. in 1961. Your first wow. generation. I am first generation. Yeah. You're first generation. I'm first generation. I'm, I'm second generation, Josh. Uh, he's original. Oh, you're yeah, first generation or second generation. That's cool. Second, yeah, my father was born here. My mother was born. So, here. can I ask you a question? Is the Central American East Coast uh, experience the same as the? No, because we don't we don't exist there. If you find two Hondurans <laughs> together in Brooklyn, they'll throw a parade. <laughs> Because we, I grew up with, I grew up, uh, I, first of all, it's funny, I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn. Uh, when my parents moved there uh, from the Upper West Side, they moved to Brooklyn because they might, my, my, what's funny, my parents moved in a building where men and women, if they were single, couldn't live on the same floor. Jesus. Oh, like Catholic it, Like old school, like yeah. old school, this old school lady owned the building. Couples lived on the top floor. Men and women did, lived on different floors and there were no kids allowed in the building because it, it didn't have a... a it didn't have fire escapes, you know. Like it's like it was like a, it was, like a, it was no. a loophole. Did Donald that, Trump yeah. own the building? No, <laughs> no. But but he wishes he was in New York. He wishes he was in Manhattan in '61, uh, but he wasn't. We we know where he comes from. Yeah. Um, and then but so then my parents, my mom and dad got married, and then you know my, they were gonna have a baby, and so my, they were like, look, oh, congratulations. My, their friends, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was my sister. Oh. But they were like they my, they were like everyone was like, hey. Go to Brooklyn. Weird how things are in cycles. It's much cheaper there than Manhattan. Still this was is. 61. This is like, not much. This was like 1960. At this point, 67. Yeah. Around 67, they moved to. They, they lived in East New York, Brooklyn, because friends came over and lived there. Uh, and so they. I grew up there. It was. It, it was originally. It was in a Jewish and Italian neighborhood. By but by then it was black and Latin. And so I grew up the only Latin family in a black like four uh, block, block radius. Uh, so I thought I was black for like the first ten years of my life, Just and it didn't, even, sure it, you didn't, it didn't even. It didn't even. No, I was completely. I was. You know, I was like. You know, I'm black and I'm proud. <laughs> I was like, fist up. You know, and I didn't. It didn't even dawn on me that my mother didn't speak English. So my mother would be like, Maxito, the next we para comer, and I'd be like, oh, okay, mom. And my friends would be like, yo, what your mama say? And and then it didn't even dawn on me that they didn't understand Spanish. Right. I just thought that everyone understood everyone's parents. Sure. You know? <laughs> and then way. I remember going in the mirror and saying, holy shit, I'm not fucking black. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a black person. It, it took com- you 10 years to look at It girl? took me yeah. 10 years because everyone was black. My sister used to braid hair on the stoop. It was like, we were like, yeah. it was like, we were black. We were black people. We were black people. Didn't even <laughs> we, we were, we were a, a complete black family. That's so, amazing. Speaking of that, we have Rob, Rob Quinn on the phone, who has been with me, God, since I was, I want to say like 12. Another poor soul. That I've was known. this part of your Nitro G fan? This was, this was part, actually Rob was there and got me on the show and has dealt with me since I was a child. You've met Rob in passing okay. once in a while at a convention. Rob has, has been more handling Rooker. Okay. For the past couple of years. Okay. Um, and so Rob's going to be joining us right now. Is he now. a Staten Island guy too? He's a Staten Island guy, unfortunately. Okay. He's an Irishman. An Irishman. An oh. Irishman. The Irish um, are there too. 
<laughs> They're up in Staten he, Island. Rob, I know Josh is laughing right now because he's seeing the costume. Rob <laughs> actually helped the, me design this costume. The Nitro G? That's Nitro G. <laughs> so, Rob, Rob, are you there? <laughs> this is it's, it's priceless. It was not a very flattering <laughs> picture. <laughs> Rob, can you hear us? Sorry, what? Hey, Rob. Rob. Yeah, no, I had to straighten the kid out here. He's calling Chewbacca an Ewok, and it got ugly. Give that guy half a slap. Um, they're all passing around the five. camera phone right now of the Nitro G costume that you helped me create <laughs> and laughing hysterically. Is about... it the black one or the green one? The black one and the green one. <laughs> oh, there's a black one? I just saw all the right, green see, one. The green one, the wow. green one almost looks like it's professional. That's the problem. Almost. <laughs> Josh, and I caught that one. Is the black, is the black one evil Nitro G? Can you, can you tell them what... <laughs> Kevin, um, and I forgot his name, the radio host, said to me when he saw the Nitro G costume when we went to that convention. Uh, uh, no, I don't really want to say that in public. Uh, <laughs> it looked, he said it looked like someone uh, who made it hadn't seen the light of day in many years and was clearly sewing in a basement. <laughs> what, what, was Mike, what was Nitro G's power? <laughs> What what could, like well, that, annoyance? Yeah. <laughs> we we never really we never really pinned it down. What because... you got to pin down the power first, then make the suit around it. We're, we're not, That's why it looks no, like it's made in the basement. Doesn't have a power. Have you seen the tick? It's kind of like that. Uh. Well, have, well, if you see my earlier comment about how it was almost professional, <laughs> uh, the idea of Nitro G was Nitro was the world's worst superhero, and any good deeds he did at all were done completely by accident. Uh, everything else was done in in total self-service. Uh, so, 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 so everything was done like it was like a comedy of errors, so like you just messed everything up and it ended up working out for you? And Stan hired me. Oh, that that worked out I well. feel like it's very close to reality. Actually, Darren, Darren was the first person cast on the show. Yeah. Wow, okay. With my tax and after custom. that, he was also the first person kicked off the show because he clearly <laughs> hates children. I, don't, I tried to give words of wisdom to children. Oh, so is that why there couldn't be a cod piece in it? Because there were kids involved in this show? Because that would have. No, all Darren had to do, seriously, he had to run a race, and then they they threw a curveball at the end. At the end of the race, he had to help a little girl find her mother. And every other cast member stopped running. They didn't do it together, they did it individually, they were timed. And every other cast member, like decent human beings, stopped and tried to help this cute little girl to find her mother. As Darren's running towards the finish line, he's so focused on winning, this little girl steps out and he basically takes his hand. You guys are from New York, right? <laughs> yes. All right. He takes his hand and he just mushes her in the face. <laughs> and says, out of the way, kid. I'm running away. In my defense, and Max and Josh, you can attest to this, if you're in spandex talking to a child you got in a the middle of New York, yeah. you don't want to be in that situation. No. You're it's an awkward situation. Yeah, it's a very yeah. awkward situation. So, yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad, bad situation. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Just like, yeah. I don't realize I'm an adult but, male. But, but also, mushing a child yeah. also puts you in the same bad situation. <laughs> Is mushing like stiff-arming? It's, 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 it's total it's, stiff-arming. It's, it's like saying, like get out of here, yeah. kid. Hit the brakes. So he LeSean McCoy. But yeah. like, <laughs> mushing is by the head. Like, I literally took the face and pushed. You were beast mode before beast mode. Exactly. unlinched them. <laughs> well, the worst part about this is, as unprofessional as this costume was, it was a pain in the ass to get on and off. And we are absolutely the very definition of failing upwards. That's true. So somewhere <laughs> along the way, Radar Magazine came across Darren and wanted to include him in a story of real-life superheroes. Mind you, Rob so, is talking about people who dress up as superheroes in real life <laughs> and try to stop drug dealers. Yeah, 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 I heard about that, and yeah. don't get killed. Well, they thought that that's what you did? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, no, Rob. no, no, that, We did this as a way to get Darren on a show Got and make it. movies. That's what we did. We were surrounded by people who were, well, they can't afford latex or spandex, so they were wearing, like, dishwashing gloves and goggles <laughs> and... It's like kick-ass. Yeah, and have not been murdered yet, by the way, by drug dealers. Yeah. So so you were the only so one now, that wasn't, correct. you were the only one that wasn't, like, trying to out, be out there, like, be trying to help people. Right, I was oh, trying to make money. Everyone yeah. else is, yeah. like, kind of like a guardian angel with, without the beret. Exactly. All, yeah. There were actual yeah. people who well, dress up well, like oh, yeah, yeah. That became yeah. That became abundantly clear when one of the people comes up to Nitro <laughs> and starts asking him about his heroic deeds. <laughs> 
and Gavin says, I'm an actor. Get away from me. <laughs> and the guy doesn't... Wait, this... When I tell you this gets worse, believe oh me, it does. The guy doesn't pick up on that subtle hint and continues to talk to him. <laughs> Darren now turns to me and is speaking as if this person doesn't exist. So why are these special people talking to me? I need to get away. So now this person is wounded and looks at me and says, why is he so mean? Because he's an I'm actor. Person, so I look at him. And I said, do I look like I'm wearing a costume? Don't involve me in this. I don't have anything to do with this. What were they asking you? Like, hey, how many collars did you have this week? Were they, like, asking, were they asking you stuff like that? How many takedowns did you do? Again, this gets worse. What? Because the photographer decides it's a great idea in the, million of, in the middle of Williamsburg to take us all up to the rooftops to take these photographs. Now, it's mad, I'm sorry, it's the middle of February. Eesh. We're on a rooftop in Williamsburg on the river. <laughs> the East River. That poor, that poor son of a bitch next to you is wearing spandex, and that's it. <laughs> so we get to the roof, and every one of these nerds that are with us, <laughs> none of them figures out, don't close the door behind you. Oh, my God. So we get to a rooftop, and we're trapped. Oh, my God. And now this gang that couldn't shoot straight are now all hanging themselves off the edge of, of the building, screaming for help. All wow. As the fever dream of some nerd <laughs> who wants to be a hero. <laughs> you know, there's some and, crackhead looking up being like, see, I knew they were real. There, there actually was. Wait, and he literally there? looked at us and goes, Man, this ain't no Halloween. <laughs> yep. Oh and, my and, god. And Rob, in, in sake of time, because we, we have to start wrapping this up soon, um, to prove to these fine gentlemen here that you are no better than I am as an individual human being, can you please explain to everybody why we call you Robbie Two Bucks? Oh, okay. So my brother uh, makes a lot of money, unlike me. And when he first got his big gig and decided to take everyone out to dinner. He took us to some very fancy dinner in Manhattan, Show where the off. room was about the size of the one you're in class now. Over here. And uh, I went to, the, I was probably 19, and I went to the bathroom. And while I'm there, there's an older African-American gentleman there, just standing there. And I have, I was Gilligan. I have never been off of Staten Island. <laughs> I have never been anywhere. But I've read a lot, and I'm thinking, wow, this is fancy. They have an attendant. So I go to the bathroom, oh, no. wash my hands, and I turn to give this gentleman $2, who then looks at me quite correctly with derision and says, why are you giving me money? I said, well, this is for you. And then there's silence, and the man continues to stare at me and says, I don't work here. Oh. But now, this is how you know I'm Irish and a born liar. I waste no time. And I say, yeah, I know. What, what, what is this about? <laughs> it's my thing. I give everybody two bucks. And I go running out of there. But now I, I didn't think ahead that this restaurant had seats 40 people. So now I spend the rest of the night hiding because, you know, this man can't possibly be eating there. No, I'm an ignorant, <laughs> myopic idiot. But the, the, the kicker to this is a few years ago, we ran a show in Atlantic City, and the, the cab ride worked out to be two bucks, and everybody got out assuming I had it. And I'm like, I don't have any money. And they all just started screaming at me. Your nickname is two bucks. You don't have it. What's wrong with you? That's amazing. Well, Rob, what's, what, what's funny is the black guy was probably like, man, white people got it really good. They just give away two bucks to each other. <laughs> They, 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 they throw money at each other. Like, God, like it's going out of style. I want to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> God, I want to find that guy. I'm like, no, I would have treated you terribly like I treat everybody else. I, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> Rob, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, and now we have to jump off the phone with you and kind of get into some other stuff. Uh, so thank you. Stay out of trouble, boys. We are, we're going to be hearing from Ray really shortly. But before we get Ray on the phone, Max, you know, you can attest to this. A lot of people always ask me, what is it like meeting Stanley? Was it like having Stan, you know, being in his presence? Mm -hmm. And so the way I tell people is he's kind of like, at first I say Stan's kind of like your grandfather. He's awesome. He's like, he's very nurturing. 
But then I think about it, I'm like, actually, after knowing the man for 16 years, he's kind of like Johnny Knoxville, your grandfather, where you know when he was younger, he was a blast to be around and played practical jokes. And I always give people this story, and, and I'm growing up, and we're on the set of Avengers in New York City, and Stan just looked at everyone and said, wow, the old Pan Am building. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen this in forever. And yeah. I was like, that hasn't been the Pan Am building for, for like, like 40 years. Yeah, exactly. So he gets up, he does his thing. My for... old friend, Le Leona Helmsley, owns that building. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when me and Ginger Rogers were... I, I remember when Leona first got her puppies. <laughs> and so he She's, does... She left the building to her dogs, by the way. Oh, it's, yeah. That's what that joke of, is about. For those of you who don't know any yeah. of your history. Um, like Dino over here. I do that, I do so, that. So... Um, so they, he does his thing, he films his scene, and I'm taking photos for him to have for, for his stuff. He turns around to me afterwards and goes, you know something, Nitro G? You could have been Peter Parker in the Spider-Man films. Enough said. Walks away, I'm like, oh my God, my idol telling me I could be Spider-Man, this, uh, this is fantastic. Greatest moment of your Greatest life. Greatest moment of my life, defining moment of my childhood. Walks over to craft services, there's a guy sitting there that looks like Dino, so he's about like Good 400 pounds overweight. Uh, like a Shredded. <laughs> Hands Stan a plate. Stan grabs the plate, looks at him and goes, Wow, that was super heroic. You know something? You could have been Peter Parker in the Spider-Man film. <laughs> deleting, Turn, deleting anything good. <laughs> turns back to me and goes, ha-ha, and proceeds on. What? What? Did he always call you Nitro G? Yes, always. Did he really? Yes. I have wow. A quick, I have a quick question Wait, for before, you. Wait, before oh, we get into Max. Max, please explain... Yeah. Your run-in with Stan when you were on the set with your son. Um, well, yeah, well, I met I actually met Stan at the premiere for Avengers, and I, I was with my son. Uh, and my son was uh, he was much younger. He's a, he's fourteen now, but he, he was much younger, and he's been to every premiere pretty much more than I have. He's like even ones that I couldn't go to, and so he. But his whole thing was like I really want to meet Stan Lee more than anything else. And I said, Oh, look! And and just as he said that, we step out of the car. And Stan Lee's like in front of us. And I'm like, and he looks at me like, okay, here's a chance to see it. I walk up to him and I, was, I go, um, I go, uh, <laughs> so, hello, Mr. Mr. Stan Lee. This is my son, uh, Diego. And he's looking at me and I said, I play Jasper Sitwell in the film. Oh, you're Jay. He looks at me for a second like, because I don't, I look nothing like the comic book <laughs> Jasper Sitwell, who's like 6'2 and blonde and has glasses. And I don't look anything like that. And he looks at me, he looks up and down, he goes, oh, and who are you? Like he, like he's like not, a, like 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 no, you're not, you're not Jasper Sitwell. This must be Junior Sitwell. Hi. And what's funny is I've met Stan Lee after that about four times, and he does not know who the fuck I am. And, uh, and I have to keep saying like, hey, so like I, you know, I've been you know Jasper Sitwell for like a number of years now. Oh, that's well, good for you. Because <laughs> I think that was Jack Kirby's guy. Yeah. So he's probably like, that wasn't me. I didn't make that guy up. So uh, enjoy, enjoy being Jasper Sitwell. How nice of you. <laughs> How nice for you. So right before we we have to go, we have Ray uh, Ray Kane, who has been with me, God, with AJ for about ten years. Plus, uh, when we worked at the summer camp with the kids, and Ray has yeah, been with me right. through a lot of conventions and a lot of experiences, and as Max and Josh can testify, and Ray will explain, going to these events and going to Comic-Cons and appearances and movies as an East Coaster is a much different attitude than doing it from any other place. Yeah. And Ray, are you there? Ray? Hello? Hey. Yeah, I'm here. Can you please explain to these people with Max and Josh testifying to how true this is, what your experience was like on your first adventure on a cruise, what you did on that boat. All I have to say is Michael Rucker. <laughs> I just thought up with Michael Rucker, pretty much. Pretty much. And by the way, you would have been an amazing Spider-Man. Let's just let's just throw that out there. Uh, uh, the, the cruise. The cruise was an adventure within itself. It was an amazing experience. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Uh, just the whole VIP access and behind the scenes and working with the talent and you know just just going through the ups and downs of the uh, the trip itself is was 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 a one of a kind experience. And the funniest part was when we were working with Rooker, and like I mentioned to you, Ray has been working more with Rooker on Rooker Detail. Um, we actually had a limousine that we took, was not for us, was for Frank Miller, 
<laughs> yeah, sorry, Frank Miller. We had to commandeer that. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you call it the Rooker detail, like the, like the Secret oh, Service. It's it's absolutely, a, yo, absolutely. Yeah. Any, anything with Rooker is a detail. It's true. It's a very interesting experience to be Rookered. So, <laughs> to give you an example, he he got a whip, and I was over his house, and he uh, was he was teaching me how to to whip stuff, and he whipped my sunglasses off of my face, and we were talking about this when we were on the cruise, <laughs> and I showed him the video, and he was like, "Wow." You let me do that? I, like, <laughs> I, I didn't have a choice. You just did it. He's like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> so commandeered. But that's Rooker all the time. Then commandeered this limo like a Dave Chappelle, Charlie Murphy, true Hollywood story. Went on this wild adventure around Cozumel. Turns around and goes, let's get some key lime pie. <laughs> and took everybody out for key lime pie. Where do you find key lime pie in Cozumel? In Cozumel. <laughs> and mind you, when we picked him up from his room, Ray found a life-size chocolate piano. Yes. A life that size? Half, yeah, eaten, he, half eaten, by the way. Half, half eaten, eaten. That he was able to half order Jesus. from the menu. You're kidding me. No, wait, 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 Ray, wait, am wait, I kidding? Wait. A life no. size piano made of chocolate. That was, that was half eaten. And it was half eaten. Yeah. That sounds like half 400 eaten. pounds of chocolate. Yeah, but, but what about like, people show up and take a bite out of it? Like I, it's like an ongoing it thing? Was, like, it was literally just there. Or, or See, literally Rucker got diabetes with him. See, my issue was is I was I was actually I just had weight loss surgery not too long ago and I was I was a big boy at the time I was almost four hundred pounds. Mm, like and I was like you know, dude, you couldn't you couldn't invite me in for five minutes to think about it in a chocolate cake. I mean, come on. Yeah, really? that, that that sounds like a, the first time Selfish. I met Rooker. I met Rooker and he was being followed around by a Dutch film crew. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's here's the funny thing: he doesn't remember that happening. No, I met him. I was I was I was over at Harold Perrineau's house. Harold Perrineau uh, and who, uh, Megan Fox when she was still with Brian Austin Green. They were there. And she oh, was and she was but Megan she Fox. was but she was pregnant, right? So it's me and my friend Andre Royal. We were yep. all there to watch like a UFC fight. And so we're there. It's all chilled out. We're just like, you know, watching the fight. Ding dong. Uh, I got I to gotta do sound effects. Ding dong. Harold, Harold yeah, we go, have a button for Harold, that. Yeah, Harold, drop. Harold goes over, opens the door, and you could just see his shoulders up. Like, what is this? And Rooker walks in like, hey, how you doing? And he walks in and brings in a legit reality show film crew. <laughs> That had been following or following him around for like a week, just a day. Is they wanted like what's his life like? And that's what it's like. They didn't know yes. they were asking. So then the next time I met Rooker was at like Puerto Rico Comic Con, and I said, <laughs> "Hey, actually, I've met you before at Harold Perrineau's house. There was a film crew following you." His response was, "Film crew, film crew, film crew." <laughs> film crew. I said, "Yeah, there was like a film crew following you, shooting your life." Huh? <laughs> That's interesting. It, they, he swear to I swear to God, the guy did not remember. Oh yeah. They, oh, yeah. His life. They, he did not remember. He had a film crew following him around for. A, they were a Dutch film crew, and then they went back and cut together a show about like I yeah. guess that is. But his is obliviousness. Like, is Michael Rooker big in Holland? It's hilarious. I think I think he's big everywhere. Yeah. I think he's big everywhere. This I think a cliffhanger just came out over there. They're a little behind. <laughs> 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 so, but, <laughs> star in America. <laughs> we have to get going because we're running short on time. But Ray, before we go, just yeah. to really explain to these people how the East Coast mentality works when it comes to just doing anything, Ray gets on this cruise. Within an hour of getting on this cruise, I don't like my room. We get a free upgrade. They're like, all we have is this handicap room. Yeah, we'll take that. Takes the handicap room. Who cares about those handicapped yeah. people? Take, takes the handicap room. Automatic door. door. Who get, who's better than us? We get an automatic door. <laughs> automatic <laughs> door. Right? Dude, turn a knob. Then, goes, then finds out that they're charging for alcohol. Goes, yeah, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> yeah. How do we figure no, this out? I'm not doing this. Listen, I'll put it to you guys like this. Darren is in for me, and is oh, since since this whole thing has started, Darren to me is Joe Pesci in Casino. Yeah, and the reason why I say <laughs> is when he goes and he puts his mind to something, he says, "Listen, we're not paying for alcohol. We're going to go to the desk and we're going to have a talk with the guy at the desk." <laughs> and with me, who is four hundred pounds, standing behind him, who's going to say no to a guy from Brooklyn? <laughs> with you guys accents. I think the best part is at the end of the cruise, we're getting off and we get a bill, and I think the bill was only like fifty dollars or something like that. I go yeah, up to the not. desk. I go to the desk with Ray. I go, hey, how do we make this go away? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, well, because like, I don't want to pay this. How do we make this go away? And the well, guy takes care of it. He's flexing the back. That's the Italian, Italian, yeah. up, uh, the, uh, the Italian upbringing that we, yeah. you know, that we were brought up. That's just, you know, that's the East Coast mentality. That's what it is. Listen, and, how are we gonna make this go away? Because you know, we need to make it go away. You know, you, yeah. you give them that that guinea charm. We. Said, <laughs> I, think, I, mean? I think the East Coasters are the only ones that look at a bill at a restaurant and go, no. Nah. Nah. 
No. We're going to do something about this. Yeah, we're going to do something about this. Listen. All right, so it's 50. I want to pay 20. (laughs) Well, Ray, thank you very much for joining us. We're running out of time, so we have to get going. We appreciate you being on the show. Uh, I look forward to hearing more stories next time. Thank you. You're welcome. Absolutely. I have to to ask one quick question. Real quick? Real quick. In your professional opinion, who wins in a fight, Captain America or Nitro G? Now that you know what Nitro G looks like. <laughs> well, it seems to me like that Captain America would just go like right out to fight you, and you would find a ass-backwards way to roll into a victory. So I'm going to just say Nitro G. Nitro it's, G wins. Yeah, it's going to be like, he's going to like try to punch you, and you're going to be like, oh, like a quarter, and you're going to bend over, and he's going to like punch <laughs> himself punch out. The- he's going to like punch himself out, and you were like going to get a quarter on the ground or something like that. And then you're going to stand up and like hit him in the chin and like something like that. Hey, look, an old lady needs to go across yeah, the street. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, a musher. It's like che- it's like it's like Chevy Chase fighting him and like ends up beating him, you know, and like falling down at the same time. Like, it, it would be something like that. It's true. It's Nitro true. G. It well, be- <laughs> Max, thank you so much for joining us here on the show and, and regaling us with tales and, and being yeah. here and being awesome. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we are running out of time. Be you sure to go to your app store, whether it's on Android or iPhones, and download TuneIn. Subscribe to TuneIn. They are a fantastic service. Max and I have been listening to TuneIn for, for years. 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 That's how I've been listening to Hot 97 out here. Hot, it's 97. True. Hot 97. Hot 97. Hot ni- you have, Dino, <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, I listen to hip hop since Dino, I was 10 years old. It, I know what Hot 97 it was, is. Z100 when I was younger. Did you just bring up Z100, yeah. Josh? <laughs> but, I, but I was I also, like, that was like, I wanted, like, that was like the white people music. That's I listened to BLS, Kiss FM, and, and Hot 97. That's, that yeah. was my jam. The Quiet Storm on BLS. That's how you guys Wu-Tang. That's when you were like getting you game with the ladies and you listen to Quiet Storm. Funk Master Flex Night. <laughs> the Quiet Storm. Although DJ Clue should really stop mixing yes. on Hot 97. Yes. Because I must have heard burr, 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 like several times. So thank you guys once again. And remember, while this all may seem exaggerated to you, this is just coffee and mayhem to me. Because honestly, people, you can't make this shit up. <laughs>